0: How's it going? Welcome to Thanks for Your Concern, the podcast.
1: First episode. I'm Bernice. And my name is Ella Tudor. Welcome.
0: We're really excited. We're really excited to be here. This podcast is just where we're going to be keeping things real, real, talking about our lives and the issues.
1: In our communities. We're also going to talk about Pop culture, maybe some politics here and there, because they obviously impact our lives.
0: So we're super excited for this first podcast. So we're basically just going to start out with talking about who we are and what you can expect from our podcast. But let's just do a little quick update. Bernie, say how have you been lately? What is going on?
1: You know, things are really turning around for me here. At the start of quarantine, I was doing a lot of CNA, cats, Netflix, and anxiety. After three months of quarantine, here we are, and I've really started to deal with my anxiety. <laughs>
0: (laughs) We love that. We love that. Yeah,
1: I've been running, so now I'm a runner.
0: You know, who would have thought we'd be runners? I'm also running, too. I just did a quick, like, a quick 5K before this,
1: but I've been running, too. It's really therapeutic, like, meditative for me, and it allows me to get a lot of energy out. So now I don't sit there in the middle of the night thinking, I have way too much energy. Now I just... Pass out because I'm too tired to care. I feel
0: that. I've been doing pretty good. This week I tried something a little bit different. I actually listened to my therapist. I took my therapist yeah, into <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. like usually, like I, li- there's a lot of me talking, obviously, in therapy, and I listened to her. But this week I was like, you know what? I'm going to do everything that she's been telling me to do. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to set intention. says, You know, snaps. <laughs> and now I'm feeling like a million bucks. I'm really excited to. Talk today and kind of talk about who we are because, like, I know you, but I'm excited for our new listeners to know you a little bit better.
1: I'm excited as well. Uh, let's just start the show. Let's get on into it. So, Ella, uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? I don't know what, where you're from, where your family's from, anything.
0: <laughs> okay, here we go. Basic stats Ella Tudor, height five foot, age 25. I'm originally from Seattle, Washington, and here we are in Seattle, Washington. Love that for us. But my family, I, my background is kind of interesting because my parents divorced when I was super duper young, so I was definitely broken home. Oh, we love a broken home. <laughs> Makes for a great comic. But my mom's white and my dad's black, so I feel like I was really like raised in two different cultures because their houses were very different culturally and just because my parents are obviously different people but on my dad's side I was raised also with my grandma and she immigrated from Barbados and so Rihanna oh yes like it's a small island (laughs) I wish I'm gonna start saying that she was (laughs) but it was very like I feel like I related a lot to growing up to um Kids who, like, immigrated here, their parents were immigrants and like, an immigrant household because it's very similar, like, bringing your cultural values from where you came from to America, but in trying to, like, be in the line between the two where it's, like, you're clearly American, but then at home things are so different than, like, other, like normal kids I'm gonna say normal in parentheses because I felt
1: different but a lot of people get raised like this I completely know where you're coming from so um, what about you what's what's your stats my stats <laughs> I also come from a broken home and ow, oh, ow! Uh, no I, I hate when people use that term because I personally like. I have a stepmom that like swept right in, kind of like a couple of years after my parents got divorced, and she's really the MVP, you know. Um, so I never like. Obviously, I have like some issues from like our parents' divorce, but I was so young. I've been to therapy. We're soothing over. Just putting all the cards out, right? Right. I'm letting you know who I am here. (laughs) I'm just gonna tell you about all my shit. But yeah. I grew up in Mexico. I was born in Mexico City until I was about to turn nine years old and we moved to the U.S. I have a sister. She is a firecracker. Very opinionated. Like, live with her. It's great. (laughs) We don't get along sometimes, but most of the time we do and she's a really good support system. If you want to know maybe like how I grew up, I grew up speaking mainly English in America. So I got broken Spanish. (laughs) I got, I got, I got, 13 years of experience of English About (laughs) 8 of Spanish So yeah, I'm a pocha And I'm proud I love that (laughs) I guess we could go into
0: fun facts about us is we're both from Seattle, but we didn't know each other until college. Yeah. So if you want to talk about like the pre-Ella time of your life, like what was growing up in Seattle like for you?
1: Growing up in Seattle was was tight. Um, there's definitely a lot of American white culture in Seattle, Pacific Northwest. It's kind of cold here. And I don't mean that by the weather. I mean, by the people, um, they, sure. yeah, they're friendly, but they're not your friends. So growing up in Seattle was definitely a different experience from in Mexico. People are very warm, friendly, anywhere you go, people usually want to help you. And in when we moved to the US, I actually went to a couple different schools. So I I just got real friendly with it. I, I think that's something that made me who I am is I learned how to make friends quick. Yeah, what about you? So
0: I went to an alternative school from... It was a K through K-12 school, which was just a trip in and in of itself because it had kindergartners through 12th grade, hence why I like older men. But <laughs> I went there for kindergarten <laughs> through 8th grade and then they shut down the school Like because there's a lot of reasons, but one of the main reasons is that like white people in the neighborhood was like, we want a school for our kids to go to in this alternative school with predominantly
1: brown people. It's too
0: brown. (laughs) Yeah, it's too, no, literally, it was like, no, 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 Like, I want to send my kids to a traditional school. I don't want them to learn about arts and social justice. And people can say what they want, but that's exactly what it was. Mm. And so then my school got shut down and I got sent across the street to a more traditional school, but still like, not traditional, you know what I'm saying? Like, we talked about our feelings way too much. Like, I cried <laughs> way too much in 10th grade English for it to be a traditional school. But that's just Seattle for you, right? Like, I remember the time that my LA teacher, like, told me about how he ate his wife's placenta. <laughs> so that's like, what, I, I remember that graphically because I was like, oh, like, what are you talking about? But that's, like, just, like, Seattle for you. Like, that's how you would describe the people of Seattle, I think. Weirdos.
1: <laughs> so we're going to talk about some of the Mexicans standards that were in my household growing up and still are. Since I did grow up most of my life in America, my parents did mellow out, but there were like some things that were just definitely um, sticklers for the Mexican tradition ways. One of them was their relationship with boys. Like in Mexico, you live in your parents' house until you're Mm -hmm. like married. Which is crazy. It's so crazy. (laughs) I, I left my house at 18. I was like, it's been real. Love Thank you. you. Illy XOXO, I'll send you postcards. But obviously, my sister and I, we live together. We do not live with our parents. We live in the same house we grew up in, though. So that's interesting. But one of the things to kind of show you how the dynamic with boyfriends are is my dad asked me, um, maybe six months into living with my sister who lives with her boyfriend. So where where does he sleep? And I was like, well, Paco, what do you mean by that? <laughs> they, i They've been living <laughs> together for three years. They do share a room. There are three rooms. There is four roommates.
0: Also, it's like you've been in the house. Where are Alex's things?
1: Yeah. So, yeah come on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if he was kidding or not, but um, cats out of the bag, they <laughs> sleep in the same room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hopefully this isn't hot tea Hopefully
1: you already know Paco, sorry
0: <laughs> We apologize I think that's funny Because I feel like times have just changed But like definitely when I was growing up My boy, my dad was like, no boys until you're an adult Yeah And I wish I would have listened Because teenage boys are useless I'll say it again Teenage boys are useless
1: Not just teenagers Boys in their early 20s as well okay. Yeah Yeah <laughs> Don't trip about some boy whose mom still does his laundry, okay? Ooh,
0: <laughs> you don't need to say it that loud. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I could go back in time and tell myself that. Yeah, me
1: too. <laughs> I didn't actually uh, get into a relationship until a- I was in college. It wasn't because of the lack of trying, per se. I just like wasn't emotionally mature enough to handle other people's feelings. <laughs>
0: I don't know if I was emotionally mature for it either but I had a boyfriend regardless um whole different day whole different pod whole different story I didn't have a but boys didn't like me until like well
1: until post call. like I feel like till college I, you know, I found that that's a lie I grew up thinking like None of these boys like me. They only date these white girls. I don't look like them. And then I come back like years later and all these boys are like, oh, you used to have a Christian you in high school. And I was like, did you want to say anything? Did you not think about speaking up? Maybe. Honestly, I'm going to have
0: to say, can't relate. haven't had a (laughs) single instance of that happen. If anyone wants to let me know that I wasn't horrendously unattractive in high school as I thought I was, I think it was just because I wasn't like really unattractive. I just didn't do myself any favors. Like, my fashion sense, it really blossomed as I grew up, but, like, I made some questions What you dress like? Okay, well, how far do we want to go back? (laughs) Tell it all. So, I first started liking boys
1: pretty young. (laughs) Okay. I was in the fourth grade. I meant fashion, not boys, but, like... (laughs)
0: relates to it, Is it like okay, okay. i started dressed like i started to want to like you know there's like a time in every child's life where they're like oh i want to look cute for like boys right i guess
1: okay sure maybe it's just me maybe i have issues for me it was there. like i i better have the hottest fucking things in my life just because i'm a bad bitch i wasn't a bad bitch <laughs> <laughs> i wish so like i remember when i first started caring about my clothes
0: i was like I remember I was ready. I was like, limited to, let me get the poncho, mm-hmm. let me get the fedora, let me get the mansion gaucho pants. I had- ooh, ooh, kill them. Literally, <laughs> kill them, green, bro.
1: flowy gauchos mm, with the bedazzles in, in the belt. You know what? Yes. Gauchos
0: are coming back, and I'm like, I should have kept ready. those limited <laughs> two gauchos. I knew those were, I should have saved those. <laughs> Still fits. <laughs> Still fucking fits. And then I remember in ninth grade, I wore a tutu to ninth grade orientation because I was really into tutus. I was like super like, I- <laughs> <laughs> XD, <rawr>. yeah. <laughs> Uh Yeah, I wore tutus, but in middle school, I had tutu Tuesday. Tutu Tuesday. Love it. I just wore tutus all the time. And then in high school, I was like, okay, you know what I, I rocked. The juicy, no shirt, push up bra,
1: the ho- the soft hoe look of mm-hmm. high school. Yes,
0: yes. I don't want to date myself because <laughs> I'm sure people that are younger are listening are like, "What the fuck is a juicy
1: couture?" That was- look it up, okay? It's hot. It's gonna come back. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I hope it comes back. Honestly, it was a it was a comfy look. It was like the best, most comfortable sweat look. I thought literally, like juicy tucked into the Uggs was like this is Milan, oh, this Ugg. is fashion. I saw Paris Hilton in this bitch. Yes,
1: kiss. kiss.
0: <laughs> is it time? I think I think it might be time. What time is it? It's
1: up. Plug of. The week.
0: (laughs) The week. All right, you guys. So uh, we really personally wanted to do this, but every week we're going to shout out POCs and allies, businesses, artists, authors, and generally just rad people. And there's going to be a new one every week. So this week so what's your plug of the week?
1: My plug of the week is going to Elena Bryan. We went to high school together. Um, She's based out of, I think, New Orleans, and she is an artist. She does a lot of clay art and sketching, and honestly, she's unreal. If you want to check her out, her Instagram is Miss misskelanes, and that's spelled at... M-I-S-C-A-L-A-I-N-A-Y-E-S. Link in bio. Check her out. Super dope human.
0: All right. So my plug of the week is going to be an author and a book that I've been reading. So Jericho Brown is a poetry artist and he's also a professor, but he recently just run won a national book award for his book of poetry called the tradition which just has to do with being a person of color and a black man in america so i've been reading it and it's been moving so that is what i wanted to be my plug of the week so check it out at your local library amazon hit it up all right you guys so that has come that's our plugs of the week
1: and feel free to send in your plug of the week if you know any of these amazing people that you want to shout out Definitely let us know.
0: All right, you guys. So, if, you know, that was a little bit of like some, we just touched on who we are as people and why we're here. And I feel like we can just talk about like the reason why you're listening to Thanks for Your Concern. We have like a very specific reasoning behind this podcast and it's <laughs> a title. <laughs> Podcast title. Yeah. I think we've been sitting on, we've been, we've been thinking about t- starting a podcast for a really long time and we've gone through a bunch of names, but this is one we were like, no wait, this is it. And do you want to tell
1: the story of where the the original things for your concern came? Yeah, so I have previously mentioned that Elle and I went to college together. We met in a sorority. Now, before you jump into conclusions about who we are, let's just, like, say that we did drop set sorority. It's off-brand. <laughs> off-brand. No offense. Don't know. The, <laughs> don't know it. Can't remember. will deny. But in the sorority, when we were being trained to recruit other girls, they really, they wanted to emphasize that if we didn't maybe want to answer something, what type of responses we could give. And in one of these they told us a story about the sorority next door. So, if you know sororities are infamous for girls getting drunk and falling out of windows, and that is exactly that what might <laughs> no, this
0: might be new information to you. If you're a sorority girl, you will relate, but yeah. if you've never heard of a sorority, never know. Bitches <laughs> love heights
1: so essentially what happened is this girl was intoxicated during the year before during their recruitment week and she fell off their second story balcony and essentially broke her face she's fine she's totally fine she even recruited that year crazy however because this story became so public their sorority released like a like a general statement of what girls If they were asked about this story by the new recruits, how they should respond. If, let's, let's role play. Okay. I'll be the jaded, sad, tired recruiter. Okay. And I'll just be like the eager person ready to go through recruitment. Awesome. Action. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. I like seen campus, and I just I love this place. I did um hear about one of the girls in the sorority that fell on her face last week. Oh um, thanks for your concern.
0: Let's let's talk about something else. What's your milk preference?
1: Antsy. <laughs>
0: Essentially,
1: <laughs> thanks for your concern means mind your own fucking business.
0: <laughs> and we've taken this mantra and ran with it. This was two thousand like. 14 we learned about this and then like now we say it all the time
1: and in a way it's It's to tell people to remember to mind their own business, even if you're coming from like a place that's not, I guess you're not trying to be intrusive. It's a way to like check people. It's like a,
0: it's a kind way because it it doesn't mean that you're, you're not trying to be rude. Like you might be shady in your head, but you're like, (laughs) how do I genuinely like respond kindly to this person, but also just move on.
1: Yeah, I have found that in questions of microaggressions, I've said thanks for your concern and moved the fuck mm-hmm. on with my life. So it's just been kind of a, a tool for me. It's It's been a great little phrase that we use constantly. I
0: just also love that it's almost applicable to any question or comment. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what they're asking. Like if they're literally like asking like, oh, hey, insert microaggression you can just be like thanks for your concern or hey i heard you did this and that happened a lot and like a oh lot of people be asking me questions absurd questions that is none of their business and i'm just like thanks for your concern like th- thanks for asking me but like let's move on because it's none of your business snaps.
1: <laughs> snaps. <Snarty> snaps.
0: <laughs> all right i feel like that's about it for this episode yeah. i had so much fun this has been a long time in the works, like literally years, but no better time than quarantine to get something off the ground. Am I right? <laughs>
1: Uh, we really want to make this podcast relatable, and we would love if you would ask us questions or maybe submit your own stories, like cringeworthy moments where maybe Thanks for Your Concern would have been an applicable answer.
0: Subscribe and rate our podcast on Apple iTunes. We'd love to hear from you guys on our social media platforms. You can find our Instagram at thanks for your concern," but the number four. And if you're trying to see what we look like, or maybe, I don't know, a hot fire booty pick. We got you a couple of those. Creep. So we got a, you want a creep? <laughs> you can find me at Ella L Tutor.
1: And you can find me at Bernice Diaz M. Uh if you can't spell that link in bio and thanks so much
0: for being on this journey with us like this is episode one but I'm really excited we are talkers we have a lot to talk about there's a lot of things going on in the world so endless talking points
1: I agree and we would really 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 love to hear from you if you want to say you know I feel like you're a dumb bitch I want to hear that tell me tell me I'm a dumb bitch (laughs) (laughs) challenge me question me let's go let's get it I love that I feel like that's how to end it. Thanks so much for
0: listening, you guys. We had so much fun. Have a great week. Come back next week for more. Thanks for your concern.